What you're about to listen to is a Bri-Fi production. Hey everybody and welcome back to the Bri-Fi Podcast. It's RJ's turn. Oh, RJ's turn? Alright, hit him up. Hey, we'll go back. Hey, we'll go back to we're not gonna play Zelda. We're doing a podcast, <laughs> and you probably blew out everyone's ears doing. <laughs> anyway, welcome back to another episode of the podcast, guys. We have a decent set of news to share with y'all, and some new content to talk about that I got to digest this past week. So. And now RJ's got nasty RJ spit or snot or a combination of the two on the microphone. So I'm probably going to be sick forever. Anywho, um, with that being said, that's pretty much all we got. Let's get into the Nifty Nerd News. All right, guys, up first in the Nifty Nerd News section of the podcast, Microsoft is bringing four Xbox-exclusive titles to Sony and Nintendo. It's a trial thing that they're working on. Rumor has it it's going to be um, four, the four games that are rumored to be going over. Uh, Pentiment, I think is what one's called, Hi-Fi Rush, Grounded, and Sea of Thieves. Now, Sea of Thieves, I know, is a very extremely super popular game. I've heard Grounded's pretty fun, and I've seen a lot of people play that. I wasn't... Actually, I didn't know that Sea of Thieves and Grounded were Xbox exclusives. And so, I know people play it on PC a lot and really enjoy it. I think having those games go over to a new console could be exciting for those console players. Uh, Phil Spencer, who's like in charge of everything, thinks that there's most likely going to be a shift away from as many if not all console exclusives where like as the times and the hardware just keeps getting better and better and it just makes more sense not to i mean for what he what phil spencer's talked about with the microsoft and xbox model is that I mean they like they own Activision, Blizzard, and all that. So like games like Call of Duty and stuff, like those are their big those are their big money makers. Not so much the console exclusives. So they're thinking if we can get our exclusive games no longer exclusive and on other on other titles, it's going to bring even that much more revenue because. Let's face it, Xbox does, and Microsoft do make some pretty good games. Um, They've even talked about how maybe down the future we could see stuff like Flight Simulator. um, Who knows, even some bigger titles. Right now, from what Spencer has said, they're really just trying to test the waters with these four exclusives first. um, And then move forward. And who knows, maybe this might encourage Sony or Nintendo... Well, I doubt Nintendo ever will. Nintendo doesn't even go down on their prices on games, even if they've been out for a hundred years. But Sony maybe <laughs> will be willing to play nice. Um, also, they had hinted that this holiday season they might have some new hardware announcements, which could be really exciting. 
and possibly um, either new controller devices or even a handheld device, which that one has me very intrigued because I've always been wanting, like I've always been interested in getting a Steam Deck and I, I still want to, a handheld computer, you know, to play Steam games. And there's some that I really like that I want to want to play and like take with me on the road. But, you know, if Xbox is willing to put something out that isn't my phone that sucks ass to play these games on like you know that could be a really good um thing for me down the line so i don't know we'll have to see i'm excited for this holiday season also since we're talking about gaming another thing i'm excited for ea has announced that college football is back starting in 2025 the ea college football games are coming back uh last game hasn't it's been over 11 years the last game came out 2014 and I got to be honest, man, I always preferred playing the college football over the Madden games. There was just something more entertaining about college football. It was just, to me, it was a more fun gaming experience, while maybe not quite as detailed and 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 like intricate as the Madden games have gotten. I think, I mean, it's been 11 years, you know, so adding what they've learned from Madden into the college football game and then adding the atmosphere of college football on top of that, I think is going to make it the superior football game going forward. I mean, this was the game me and my friends played all the time. Like, I mean, we liked Madden, don't get me wrong, but we loved college football, man. So I'm super stoked for this to come back. And I'm probably going to end up getting it, man. Like, if there's a football game I'm going to get... It would be the college football one. And then I play as University of Houston and start wrecking on fools. Because <laughs> it's like you get like teams that aren't always the best. You know, like that's what I do. Like when I play FIFA and stuff, I always try to get like the worst team I can find, put it in like the bottom of the English Premier uh, League and work my way up to the Premier League and like in the champions and all that. And like that's the fun thing. So like taking a college football team, whether it's the worst team or just a team you like that isn't the best and then working the way up to be like number one in the nation that is like the most fun thing to do um but yeah so that's it for gaming news moving on to some movie stuff so the thunderbolts movie from marvel has finally released a cast list um the actors i don't know too much about but i'll read off the characters that they're playing and you'll probably know them better than i do uh so we have the winter soldier of course by sebastian stan uh, Ghost, who was in, was it Ant-Man? Yeah, one second Ant-Man movie, right? No. No, Go- what was Ghost in? Ghost? I could have swore it was an Ant-Man movie. Am I tripping? It was Ant-Man too. Yeah, okay. Because um, Ant-Man and the Wasp is the third Ant-Man movie, right? Oh my God, where am I? <laughs> anyway, moving on from Ghost, U.S. Agent makes a return, of course, from the uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Disney Plus show. Uh, Yelena Belova, which was Black Widow's sister, who reprises the Black Widow role. Black Widow role. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine, who is like, I guess she would be, uh, who? Uh, what was her name? Viola Davis. For the Suicide Squad. I feel like she's like that version uh, of this character. Anyway, uh, <laughs> moving forward. You have Sentry, which is going to be really interesting to me. Red Guardian, 
which is John Harbaugh, which from the Black Widow movie. So I'm really excited about him. Taskmaster, which is also from the Black Widow movie. Bill Foster. I don't know what role he's going to play. Is it going to be Giant Man? Is he just going to be like an advisor for the team? Really interesting. Melina Vestikoff. Not sure who that is. And then, of course, everyone knows about Harrison Ford playing Thunderbolt Ross, a.k.a. the Red Hulk. Uh, and I'm pretty sure he's going to be probably one of the big bads or like start as a good guy, become the Red Hulk, and then start as a bad guy. I'm speculating he dies in this movie <laughs> because Harrison Ford is not getting any younger. So just have him come in to play this one role, perish at the end, and then, you know, you can move forward going on to that. But I'm, I'm pretty excited to see what how that plays out. Uh, what's been interesting, though, is this movie, Thunderbolts, has actually swapped release dates with another movie. So this one was pushed back to May or or no, it was pushed up. That's right. It, it did swap roles with another movie, but this one was pushed up to May 2025. And that's because in June of 2025, we are getting Fantastic Four with now our set cast list. And the rumors were true. Pedro Pascal is your new Reed Richards. And it looks like that this is going to take place in like the 60s time period. And I think they're going to Captain America it where he the family either gets trapped somewhere, maybe the negative zone. I mean, we have been playing with um, the quantum realm with Ant-Man and the Wasp, and we know time moves a little differently down there, so maybe the quantum realm is what brings them forward in time, much like what happened to Cap... Well, Captain America was frozen in time, so I guess that's a little different. But being able... Like, there's precedent for this to happen. Of course, we have... Like I said, we could use the negative zone for something, um, black hole stuff. Like, I mean, the comics are limitless with different ways to move people around. But to round out the rest of the cast, we have Vanessa Kirby, who will be playing Sue Storm, Ebon Moss Bachrock. I, I don't know if I said that guy's name right. He will be the thing, and playing Sue's brother Johnny will be Joseph Quinn, a.k.a. Eddie from Stranger Things. So, you know, maybe he'll shred on guitar or something. I don't know, but... I think he'll be an interesting, uh, I, like, this is a very interesting cast. Not, other than Pedro Pascal, when his he was mentioned and rumored, like, none of these other people, nowhere near my radar. But then again, like, I don't think I was ever fan casting for this movie very much. I feel like Marvel's done a pretty damn good job of casting people in these roles that they either can bring out their own personality or their personalities already kind of line up with how these characters appear in the comics. And so it's just like a match made in heaven. I'm looking at you, Tony Stark. <laughs> well, Robert Downey Jr. I called him Tony Stark because that's just how much he's embodied that character. Enough so where Christopher Nolan was like, this was like the most consequential casting of movies ever. You know, if it wasn't for this, and it wasn't for Marvel movies, we wouldn't like theaters may have never survived the COVID era. Like, like that, like that's high praise, man, for not only Robert Downey Jr. as Tony Stark, but for Marvel for casting him and taking the chance on him. So, I feel kind of confident in that Marvel knows what they're doing when they're bringing in the people that they do. More on that in our final segment. But uh, the last thing I want to round things out with for the Nifty Nerd News is 
Marvel once again on Disney Plus has announced they are bringing back X Men nineteen ninety seven or well X Men ninety seven. I don't know why I went with the nineteen of it. That, like it makes it too professional. X Men ninety seven coming back. I'm super stoked to see this. I like you get the iconic and um gets you so hyped, dude. It gets you excited. Like as, as a kid growing up and hearing that on the TV, it was pretty badass. Uh, from what I can tell, though, they're kind of just looks like they're picking up where the last episode uh, ended. And what's weird is I don't remember ever watching the last episode. And so from the looks of it, Professor Xavier is dead. Cyclops is now leading the team. But Magneto shows up and it turns out in Charles Xavier's will, he left everything to Magneto, man. So what does that mean for the team? What does that mean for the X-Men? Does that mean they're going to be evil? Does that mean Magneto's going to try to be a hero? I'm kind of excited to see how this all plays out because anything could happen. (laughs) Anyway, that's it for the Nifty Nerd News, guys. Thank you for sticking around for that let's get into what i wanted to review and talk about this week all right guys so the last thing we're going to talk about today is a movie that has finally made its way to disney plus which means It's finally made its way to where I don't have to pay extra for it, and I will finally watch it. That movie is The Marvels from Marvel Comics um, or Marvel Studios. Uh, Of course, The Marvel stars Brie Larson as Carol Danvers, a.k.a. Captain Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, uh, Tayona Paris, who plays Monica Rambeau, and then Iman Valani, I always struggle at saying her name who plays kamala khan aka my favorite miss marvel then you have other people like sam jackson that's in it Uh, of course the lovely family of kamala khan which everyone is we'll 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 talk more about that in a little bit so pretty cool stuff um what's it's always so interesting because all i ever heard of from this movie was just how much people Hated it. Just hate, hate, hate it. Had Brie Larson in it. We're going to hate it. Had Kamala Khan in it. We're going to hate it. Because they represent everything that they hate. I don't know, man. Like, like I, Captain Marvel, when that first movie came out, that was under so much hate as well. Watched it. I enjoyed it. I Like, yeah, it's not the best movie that's ever been put out. But, man, it was enjoyable. Uh, Kamala Khan and the Miss Marvel series that was just I guess angry white people mad that a person of color was having a good time I don't know because Miss Miss Marvel series was absolutely fantastic and that got hate as well this movie received quite a bit of hate and I gotta tell you it was a damn good time like there was like no it's not like god's gift to movies or anything like that but it's a fun movie that's enjoyable it doesn't feel like it's terribly paced like it 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 moves and it's fun and it makes you laugh and it like it does like it sets out to do what it does what it needs to and that's entertain people and the fact that people just got butt hurt over it I, i honestly i don't understand i don't understand this ideal 
where people need to hate something first or like their initial reaction to anything is one of apprehension and dislike instead of just sitting back and enjoying a movie for what it's supposed to be. And that's entertainment because I got to tell you, like, I mean, I guess it's kind of a spoiler on my review. It's an entertaining movie. I really much enjoyed it. And I, I will say this though, this movie is as good as it is because of Iman uh, Kamala Khan, the actress who plays Kamala Khan and her family. They, a hundred percent make this movie the enjoyable like superhero fest that it is and what and to add to that though the chemistry between carol danvers monica rambo and kamala khan like as they are learning about their powers they're learning about how to fight together. They're learning about their personal lives and the traumas that they have and the successes that they have and how to just be more open with themselves. Like it's a good movie and it's a lot of fun and it's very enjoyable. Um, really a quick rundown of it is at some point, uh, Captain Marvel and Miss Marvel end up using their powers at the same time. And that causes our, no, it wasn't Captain Marvel. It was Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel end up using their powers at the same time, causing them to swap places in in space. So uh, Kamala Khan, who is just chilling with her family or in her room having a good old time, uh, switched places with Monica Rambeau, who is out in space looking at a jump port. And that is probably the most terrifying thing that could happen to you if you're just sitting in your room enjoying your, your own life and then all of a sudden... <laughs> darkness of space flying through it freaking out but oh hey nick fury's there so eh, at least you got that going for you so it's really funny they they and then some aliens get involved and they start fighting each other which causes some hilarity when characters are now swapping spaces but when they're holding on to people they get swapped with them so like bad guys are being thrown into kamala khan's family's living room and all kinds of crazy stuff and that's kind of the catalyst because the the house gets trashed that is kind of the catalyst for what moves the family with kamala khan into space and to have them with everyone to be the comedic uh, relief and also like to be the family unit which is really nice and it's great to have a family where you know People aren't dead <laughs> like most Marvel heroes have. And so it, it's just so much fun. It's enjoyable. They uh, are dealing with an enemy who is trying to use the power of Kamala's bracelets because Kamala has one, but it's a pair. And the other pair belongs to a, an evil person who, while may not be as evil as she could be, um are like like she's evil but she has a, a point like captain marvel at the end of her movie destroys like the kree super intelligence which was basically like a shadow government ruling over everything in the background so carol finds out about it finds out that it took all her memories away from her and so destroys it but that ends up completely shattering the kree empire and everything that it built throws it all into a crazy civil war and causes just countless atrocities through 
as a result of her destroying the superintelligence and then the Kree Civil War where this planet where this the main bad guy comes from or bad woman comes from is devoid of resources, has a dying son, and has nothing, like, doesn't know, like, has to do crazy things using the power of this bracelet, bangle, whatever you want to call it, to try to bring their planet back to life and bring their son back to life. And so that is what they're doing. Basically, it's Spaceballs, the movie. They need atmosphere, so they go to one planet, steal the atmosphere using, like, a jump, warp jump point, to transfer that to their planet and then they're going to the sun to transfer the sun's energy to their sun's energy or like it's like they're going to steal the sun i don't know they're going to kill earth basically to uh save their home planet and you know the marvels have to stop that so it's a pretty fun story it, it like i said it moves really quickly there's some really hilarious moments in there involving uh, goose the cat or well it's goose is not a cat i forget it's flurgan i think is what he is crazy scary cat alien monster that can eat just about anything but as it turns out that might be what saves a bunch of people which was actually a really hilarious scene in the movie but <laughs> of course by the end of it the day is saved but there is some sacrifice that has to be made by the end of the movie. I don't want to spoil it too much, but that also leads us into a really awesome end credit scene where one of the characters meets someone from the Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness universe, like where the Illuminati universe is, and they meet... I mean, we knew Charles Xavier was part of the Illuminati in that one. They meet now uh, Kelsey Grammer's Beast in that one as well. So very interesting, and I'm kind of excited to see where that takes the story going forward because, one, this person is no longer, this member is no longer a part of the main Marvel storyline or time line, whatever you want to call it. Um, so how, how are they going to get back? Uh, of course we know things with, um, the multiverse are in secret wars is on the way we've seen. Oh, I forgot to talk about that in Nifty Nerd News, the Deadpool three trailer, AKA Deadpool and Wolverine trailer. And in there, if you're paying attention to the Easter eggs that they're showing you, there is a secret wars comic book laying on the ground next to Deadpool in one scene, which is where Marvel's heading. And that's where all these different universes, which Fantastic Four could be happening in a completely different universe. It doesn't have to be in the main Marvel timeline where in where they go out of time and come back like Captain America style. It could be in their complete own universe and then have to come to this universe so like that's that's all possible and could be what's happening behind the scenes with marvel studios we don't know but it's all eventually going to come to a head and all these characters are going to have to either work together to survive or destroy each other to save their planets and our universes so this could be really interesting really cool and i'm excited to see what could potentially happen with all this i I don't know. It, it, it's exciting. But back to the Marvels. Uh, like I've said before, and I mean, I don't want to go through the whole movie because I don't want, want to spoil it because I think if you haven't watched it and you've just been listening to people online be angry about it or say it's not good, you need to watch it because 
I guarantee it is nowhere near as bad as people think it is. It to me, and maybe it's because I want to enjoy movies. <laughs> like I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I, I want to enjoy a movie, so when I watch it, I have an open mind and an open heart to see. And, and to be honest, it's pretty easy to please me with a movie. I, I'm not one to try to overanalyze and be upset about things. I want to be happy and I want to enjoy. So, and this movie does exactly that. One, it's got my favorite character in the Marvel universe and they're actually really good. As far, like if, if Robert Downey Jr. is the perfect Tony Stark, then, um, then Iman Vellani is the perfect Kamala Khan. And like that, like she is the Tony Stark of the young Avengers and there that's actually a reference to something <laughs> so you got to watch the marvels to uh, get that reference and then the other secret scene with uh, beast and the character that involves with that so a lot of cool stuff with it as far as the rating goes though this one is a positive charge guys you need to go watch it get form your own opinions please <laughs> But like I said, it's a it's a fun time. It does it doesn't go slow. Uh, there is some Bollywood aspects to it in a way, so that's really fun and entertaining. It's something a little different than what Marvel's done, and so that's what I like about it, man. It, it's upbeat. It's happy. It takes a little bit of a chance, and I think honestly, the Marvels, while maybe to some shaky, it sticks the landing though. Like so definitely check it out. I enjoyed the hell out of it, and I think you will too. With that being said, though, that's all that I have for you guys today for this episode of the Bri-Fi Podcast. I appreciate so much that you came out to listen, you came out to support. And if you want to continue to support me in any way, shape, or form, you can always check out all my social media. That's Instagram, Threads, um, X, Twitch, YouTube, everything is at Bryfy podcast that's b-r-y-f-y podcast twitch is actually uh twitch.tv slash the bryfy and that's you can see me play video games i open trading cards and on youtube you see the highlights of the video games and the trading cards so if you don't like to sit through like a, a one to two hour session of gaming or opening cards always head over to the youtube and you'll just get the quick hits there which I think can be a lot, lot, lot more entertaining, and I add editing stuff to it, and so you can see like prices of some of the cards that I pull and stuff like that, and you'll see RJ come in and take over the microphone. Oh, it's Spider RJ. Hey, buddy, are you okay? Yeah, okay, Spider. Spider, you want to tell everyone bye? You can tell. Them... Bye, everyone. Say we'll see you later. I'll see you later. All right, guys. Airplane. Oh, we're going to go fly an airplane? <laughs> All right, guys. Bri-Fi out.